Small steps can make a big difference when it comes to thinking about improving your environment. Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Billy. And I'm Emily. And we're just an everyday couple trying to figure out plant-based keto. This week we have a a little bit different than what we've been doing. This week we are going to be talking about other things that we've been doing outside of just changing our diet to really help kind of improve the environment and kind of do our part. So um, we have kind of broken out a few different ones and we're still working on it. So, I mean, pretty exciting. Definitely, it's always a, a kind of an in-progress thing as there's so many more ways to improve your impact on the environment. And there's so many new products that appear to be uh, more environmentally friendly that are always popping up on the market. So there's always ways to um, continually improve what you're doing. When we talk about lessening our impact on the environment, there's lots of different things that we think about. Again, with our meat eating or lack thereof, it's that carbon footprint. So it's not cutting down forests to make room for animals to graze. It's not the meat production side of, it, of animals and processing them so that they can be on your shelves. But there's also the, the side that I think gets a lot more uh, attention maybe and I definitely know from maybe that's us such as that on Instagram and Facebook and things like that I see a lot more ads for things that are removing plastics or more reusable so that they're not throwaway items so one of the big areas for us that we started with uh, a few years ago was the bathroom there's so many or there was for us and there are still a few but there's so many plastics in the bathroom shampoo uh, shower gel conditioner um, toothpaste, all of that stuff, even toothbrushes themselves if you've got a plastic one. There's lots of different things in there. So we really worked hard to slowly make those changes. We started really simply with shampoo. Mm -hmm. So we switched to shampoo bars and we started with Lush. The great thing about Lush, it's definitely not the only company out there doing it, but you can go in and talk to somebody. And that's what we did. We went in and said, this is what we want to transition to. And they're able to really tell you about the products and give you a lot of information. So you and I use different shampoo because we have very different hair. Mm -hmm. um, and I use a conditioner with mine or a conditioner with bath. Um, and really it was helpful talking to an employee and then being able to give us some insight of what would work and what wouldn't work. And to be honest, if you ask the employees, usually they'll volunteer so you don't have to, but you can test out one there. So mm -hmm. if you're worried about how it lathers or the smell, or the, they have sinks in pretty much all the stores. They'll let you test it out and really see. They want you to know that this is the right product for you. And they do a great job of, of helping you through that process, especially if you were new to plastic-free products um, like us back then. Yeah, and one of the things we, we've since replaced our deodorant. So we use mm -hmm. a, a bar deodorant each now. And then we also tried out their mouthwash tabs and their toothpaste tabs. And that's more for travel. Uh, yeah. One of the things that they will point out pretty quickly is that some of the toothpaste tabs don't have fluoride. So if that's something that you're aiming for, uh, then you know make sure you, you look at that. But I think one of the things that makes Lush really good is it's very accessible. For sure. You know, it's you can walk in. They're you know willing to help you. They're really mm -hmm. gonna take their time, and it's a good entry entry into trying a soap bar versus a you know, just ordering it online from someplace or an Instagram ad that you don't know how it's going to work. So yeah. I think that that's a great place. Another place that we've found is a website called Package Free, mm -hmm. and they do everything from skincare to bathroom, basically all rooms of the house. It, you can find solutions that are either an eco-friendly version of something or a non-plastic version, which is, which is really neat. And the really good thing about, I think, Lush as well, which makes it a nice entry level into this sort of thing is that all of their products are cruelty free as well so obviously if you are eating a plant-based diet i would imagine there's some level of cruelty towards animals that you are 
trying to lessen, so that's great. Um, and if some of their products do come in plastic tubs, it's sort of unavoidable. Some of them are more liquid, so have to be contained in something. They do have a program where you bring it back, mm -hmm. bring five tubs back or five tubes, whatever the item might come in, and then they'll give you a free, I think it's face mask or something. But they do reuse those tubs. It's a direct line back to the store. You can um, recycle those. So it is really useful for those few things that do have to come in a container and can't be uh, package free. But there is a, a clear way to recycle them. Yeah, and they've recently we get a lot of it shipped to our house because we know what we mm -hmm. we're gonna use, <laughs> and they've actually changed their shipping stuff too, so it's more eco friendly. Before it was a little questionable, but now it seems like they're really doing a, a good job of incorporating that too. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that you know, kind of one of the the next big ones that we really looked at was was the kitchen. You know, you have trying to remove as much plastic, whether it's when you're shopping or you know just you know, soaps and things like that for cleaning dishes and, and all that. So I think that, you know, that was kind of the next step. And a lot of it, one of the biggest things that I think we did was, you know, we just have one soap bottle that we just keep refilling with uh, with a refillable, which mm -hmm. oh, which is really nice and easy. And it just, you know, we're not throwing away a soap, soap bottle once every, once every couple of weeks. For sure. And there's lots of brands out there, like you said, that are um, like Clean Cult. It's mm -hmm. Uh, cardboard boxes where you can get a refillable one it's obviously recycled also blue land it's the company with the tabs so you just buy the like cleaning product bottles once and then they send you these small tabs in compostable packaging um, so there's lots of ways and lots of companies out there that are trying to lessen that but there's so many different companies that have already had a larger you know refill tub on the shelves for a while so there's lots of options you don't always have to be buying um, the latest instagram app there's lots of things out there and one of the things like from a kitchen standpoint that we noticed when we first switched to a plant-based keto diet is in the effort to jump into it and the ease, we did have a lot, the food that we were eating had a lot more packaging involved with it, whether it was like pre-zoodle zoodle, -zoodle uh, mm -hmm. zoodles or, you know, things like that where, you know, it's not necessarily the best thing in the world, but mm -hmm. depending on where you are in kind of your journey of, of switching and things like that. I would say it's important to, you know, a little bit here will help in the long run. So don't don't get over overwhelmed if, if you can't be perfect right at the start. And we've, we've said that from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's one where we've really used, uh, we have a multi-use, I would call it a mandolin, you know, mm -hmm. cutting tool where um, it comes with a handle. We just got ours from Sur La Table um, for about 30 bucks ages ago. And that has a zoodler uh, yeah. <laughs> attachment it also has different grids so you can dice different products and that's one that is super useful it keeps that prep time of vegetables and even tofu i know you've tried the tofu through it before mm -hmm. um, it keeps it down which is always a help because let's be honest nobody has buckets of time to prep meals so just buying one of those they don't have to be the most expensive ours has lasted us we got it a while ago so yeah, it's a year time. it's still going strong it's definitely not the sturdiest of things we only paid less than 30 bucks for it. I think it might have been even 20, but it gets the job done. Mm -hmm. So it's worth it. Cuts down on some of that, like you said, pre-zoodled zucchinis mm -hmm. yeah. or pre-riced cauliflower, things like that. With that kind of like bringing your own shopping bags, obviously right now with everything that's going on, being able to use your own bags is not really something that's, you know, kind of allowed depending on the grocery stores you go to, but also, you know, getting your own produce bags because, you know, those little plastic bags, they do add up, you know, especially when you're doing plant-based, 
because you're replacing a lot of things with plant products, you know, there's that urge to, you know, get a plastic bag, put the avocados or whatever in there. So those are a couple of things that we've done to reduce. And once, mm -hmm. you know, obviously everything kind of goes back to a little bit more normal when it comes to going to the grocery store, we'll be able to go back to that, which is yes, good. Yeah. And that's, that's one that I think that's probably one of the easiest entry level things into it. Everyone has tote bags or canvas bags in the house somewhere from different events. Um, or just different gifts and things. So that's an easy one to once, like you said, once you're allowed to bring those and it's just a small step, but it, at least it's a small step doing something. Yeah. And then I think kind of moving to just generally around the house, uh, you know, one of the things that we, we did, we replaced all our light bulbs with high efficiency LED light bulbs. You know, it's, it's small things, but the benefit to that is, is you're not only using less electricity, but you're also, you're saving on your electricity bill. Mm -hmm. So there is, a couple different benefits and then also moving from california to georgia <laughs> we have realized that we've been running the ac more so really being diligent of keeping the ac at a temperature that keeps us comfortable but is not where it's constantly running to drive you know more power costs and definitely using like the angles of the house right to our advantages of opening windows when it's there's not the sun directly on that side and trying to get a breeze through we're in a pretty small apartment that's kind of hard to get that breeze through. Yeah. Um, but just being conscientious of that and, and really getting into a habit where you're always checking, okay, can I open the door now? Could I, um, is it cool enough outside that we don't have to have the AC on? And just being really conscientious of it instead of letting it just run kind of all day or night. Yeah, definitely. We also, um, kind of that goes with the keto side of this, um, obviously have to think about clothes with the, what I mean by that is as you lose weight, right? You <laughs> can get new clothes as you, your old ones don't fit. And that's definitely hard. I think we've been really conscientious about the brands that we've been purchasing from as we buy new. There's lots out there that have a positive impact on the environment and lessen their negative impact. Um, one that we really like is Packed. It's definitely your basics, but they're comfy, they're 100% cotton, and they're really... They have uh, environmental goals on their site, and so when you order, they'll they're very clear about what you're doing with that purchase, which yeah. is nice. There's a million others. I mean, Allbirds, Package Free, uh, United by Blue, all of these brands. There's lots more that have a positive impact on when you purchase. We've been trying to stick with brands that just the materials themselves are not causing a huge impact, and that does come with a bit of a cost. I don't think it's the cheapest clothes. Fast fashion, obviously, is um is cheaper, but it does have a large impact on the environment. And it it's not always the best, um, made from the best products. So it it is a bit more expensive. We've been really conscientious about replacing stuff that we really need versus maybe buying just what we'd like to buy, <laughs> yeah. um, which definitely <laughs> takes a bit of a mindset change in not being um, too consumerish when it comes to clothes. I know there's lots of other things as well. There's um, Lots of people have heard of Stitch Fix, which is obviously they do subscription boxes and send you stuff, but there's things like La Tote where they will lend you out clothes. So you're not buying them. So if you really do feel that enjoyment from having new things in your wardrobe, there are lots of subscription services that will send you something. You can wear it once or twice, send it back, and you haven't purchased it. It's not creating more, um, you know, sort of waste, but you were able to enjoy something new to you. Um, sort of like rent the runway and i think even rent the one runway has their own like normal clothes now or work attire um so there's lots of different subscription boxes that again you could use instead of just buying new yeah. 
Uh, and we'll put all the links to these sites that we go to pretty frequently to find stuff. The one thing I like about Pact, I actually just ordered a bunch of uh, like just basic t-shirts because uh, all my other shirts have <laughs> way too many holes and it's just gone too far. Uh, is Pact, you can pay a little bit extra. I mean, it's like pennies. Uh, versus compared to the order to basically make the shipping carbon neutral. Mm -hmm. They'll also send you a, you, they'll email you a label um, that you can take that box and it'll ship it to a charity uh, within your area. So you can take your old clothes if they're in still in decent condition, if, if you are replacing them and, and they'll go up, go somewhere to good use. So secondhand, it, it's always good. So that's one of the things that's why we, we like them. And there's so many great brands out there. You know, if there's some that you think we should check out or go go look at, definitely uh, hit us up, let us know, and we'll go go surf their website and maybe buy a couple things and, <laughs> and talk about and see if the quality is, is up there with the other things. And, and, you know, I think as we kind of wrap up this little section, you know, these are a lot of things that we're doing now. There's more that we can do and there's more that we hope to do. But as of right now, because of, you know, we're not trying to change too much all at once because you don't want to get just frazzled and overwhelmed. As much as there's a lot of great options for eco-friendly products, there's just as many people trying to make a quick buck on that. So I think that where the diligence comes in when it comes to these things is really doing that research and making sure that the brand is really standing for what 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 goals align with yours when it comes to products and if you're being a good steward of the environment or just quality in general i mean we've you've, we've ordered a few things in the past it's kind of like once we did a little bit of research we're like we don't even know if this is ever going to show up so i would say these are a bunch of brands that we've you know done our research on and we've ordered from them and had good customer service and the products are high quality and i think this is one where we probably spend less time researching we definitely, our focus is always that plant-based keto side of it and specifically the plant-based diet because the UN has said multiple times and lots of different agencies have said the biggest thing, if you're going to make one change in your life for the environment to better it, the one single change you should make is giving up animal products. That across the board has the most sort of ripple effect in the positive for the environment. So we're, we're happy to do as many things as we can and, and kind of find all these different eco-friendly brands or, or removing plastics from our lives. But the, our focus, and I think a lot of our research is still on that plant-based diet because that is, we'd much rather stay really focused on that because it causes such a positive impact. All of these other things, they're all big steps too. And I think it's all, um, right, it's all steps in the end, right? Lots of baby steps make big steps um, in the right direction. But I still think for us, our focus is always going to be that plant-based diet because it is such an impactful one um, for the environment. Yeah. I think with that, it's, we could probably transit. Yeah, we can definitely transition into our, our wins, fails, and adjustments. Uh, it's pretty light this week, I, I have mm -hmm. to say. Uh, I think one of our big wins this week is is I've been able to mend from my injury from yeah. previous week. So we're back working out, which is, which is good. And mm -hmm. And it's nice because we can start kind of fitting that back into our our daily routine. Um, I think another one really is we did cut out working out last week, like you said, because of an injury. And we really didn't see a weight gain. Obviously, it was only a week. It wasn't like it was a long time. <laughs> but we didn't see really a fluctuation of weight at all, which is nice. We're kind of right at the same spot. 
So I think the like long-term underlying win there is that it's not just water weight from sweating and working out, it was like genuine fat loss that we've had. And so being able to stay at that lower weight, even without the workouts is always going to be a win because life mm-hmm. sometimes makes it hard to work out. So it's nice to know that we'll stay that weight and not jump up when things get busy. Yeah. And that might play into the the fail. Obviously we didn't see an, imp- a, a, we didn't go down on the scales, no. but I don't know if I would consider that a, as much of a fail. Like we can, we can say maybe, but I think that one of the things that's important with, with that is I feel like the recovery was a lot faster for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being a little bit more diligent, you know, not having those products that may cause inflammation. Now, this is not speaking from a science. This is just pe- speaking from a purely personal aspect of, mm-hmm. I feel like I was able to recover faster than I have in the past. Uh, so I think that that might kind of jump back up to the, to the winds, but uh, it is it is something to, to think about. Yeah, for sure. I think that recovery is nice when your body's already kind of running on a maybe a bit smoother track with less information. Like you said, just getting those things out, it's easier to recover, which is always nice. I know we both enjoy working out, so being able to get back to it has been really nice. And like you said, no weight loss, but also no gain. So yeah. we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we discussed it last week, but from an adjustment standpoint, we're going to kind of keep steady on the macros that we've set now. Uh, we adjusted the carbs up just a little bit. We added a little bit more protein and lowered a little bit of the fat just to be kind of more conducive to a more high intensity workout like what we were doing and now that we're doing again. So we want to give that a couple of weeks, if not maybe a month to really see if if it's really working out from a tracking standpoint and, and go from there. But as of adjustments, we're really kind of probably going to keep it pretty steady unless we introduce something new to the like just overall every day i don't know if we're really going to change much for the next few weeks no i think it'll be the same just to really give it time to see if it's it's a good fit for us yeah so that's all we have for this episode and we hope you enjoyed it next week we're going to be talking about a topic that we seem to talk a lot about i think (laughs) and maybe you're interested but we're really talking about why we avoid using the word vegan kind of our feelings about it there's a lot i'm sure you as soon as we say the word vegan have a stereotype of what that person might be so we just kind of wanted to unpack that a bit and talk about our feelings about it and why we prefer to use the phrase plant-based instead plant-based can kind of be a range of things so i just you know from a standpoint of where we're at i think it, it will clarify a lot of things when we're talking when we're talking about how we're approaching the diet so i think it's good on, on both ends of clarifying kind of where we fit in the spectrum and and the, the idea of you know being vegan and and where where that is so uh don't forget to check us out on all the major socials you can find us at consume for good we love posting pictures on instagram we love writing articles from time to time on our website uh so there's always a great support if this is something that you're thinking about uh thinking about doing um with that said we look forward to seeing you next week Bye.